for Janice when you call there for the best in men's clothing.
Meanwhile, Uptown, the DJ of the
Pack up your tents to travel Through the countryside Lay down your hammers, brother because of this powerful filter. But what they didn't tell is that you can get a dreadful hernia from the draw.
Black Plastic on MutinyRadio.fm
Homegirls, attention you must pay So listen close to what I say Don't take this as a simple rhyme Cause this type of thing happens all the time Now, what would you do if a stranger said Hi, would you diss him or would you reply? If you answer, there is a chance That you become a victim of circumstance Am I right, fellas? Tell the truth Or else I'ma have to show and prove You are what you are I am what I am it just so happens that most men are
Man, I don't even want to hear about it. You're just fessing. That's it. That's it. I give up. I can't make a record with you guys. You guys are a bunch of funky, funky idiots, man. I'm out of here. Bye. Fine, man. Just get out of here, man. You don't have to produce a record. No, I'll just take a walk, man. Now we don't even need you here in the studio. We do better ourselves. And Bazooty, you're not even helping anyway, so you get out of here. man. That's right, man. You guys didn't even... Oh, look at this, man. They didn't even turn on the
what that goo goose is doing. Do you choose to chew goo too, sir? If sir, you sir, choose to chew, sir, with the goo goose, chew, sir, do, sir. Mr. Fox, sir, I won't do it. I can't say it. I won't chew it. Very well, sir. Step this way. We'll find another game to play. Bim comes. Ben comes. Bim brings Ben broom. Ben brings Bim broom. Ben bends Bim's broom. Bim bends Ben's broom. Bim's Ben's. Ben's Ben's. Ben. We will now recite together that famous tongue twister, Fox in Socks. Look, sir, look, sir, Mr. Knox, sir. Let's do tricks with bricks and box, sir. Let's do tricks with chicks and tocks, sir. Thank you. 
Flat Black Plastic on MutinyRadio.fm coming to you directly live from the Mission District in sunny Southern, San Francisco, California. Once upon a time in the South lived a very big bear with a very big mouth and very big teeth in his very big jaws and very big claws in his very big paws. And this very big bear, who was hungry for meat, one day spied a rabbit that looked good to eat. The bear bent down over the rabbit to grab it. Then just as his jaws were all ready to nab it, the rabbit looked up and he said, Goodness me, it's a rather bad spot for a rabbit to be. I cannot escape, and I see in a glance it's going to fight. I just haven't a chance. I am a rabbit with very small jaws and very small paws in my very small paws. I'm finished, unless I can think of some trick. And that little old rabbit, he thought mighty quick. And just as the teeth of the bear touched his head, Rabbit jumped up on his nose, and he said, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ah, oh, nine. That's a very bad sign. Said the rabbit. He counted again, and this time he counted from one up to ten. Huh? The bear mumbled. Look here now, he rumbled. What are you counting there? What do you see? Do you mean to say something's the matter with me? I sure you. The rabbit replied. It is not happy news that I bring you. He sighed. I was counting the eyelashes on your And to my surprise, they are not the same number. Almost, but not quite. You have ten on your left, only nine on your right. I'm sorry, so sorry, my friend, but it's true. It seems that one eye has one eyelash too few. The bear gave a gulp. He felt suddenly sad. One eyelash too few? Is that really so bad? Well, said the rabbit, I've counted the hairs that grow on the eyelids of hundreds of bears. They always add up to an even amount. But yours, Mr. Bear, make an uneven count. I fear that's the reason, old fellow, he said, for the lopsided way that you're holding your head. It's sagging, it's twisted. Because of the weight of your lopsided lashes, you can't hold it straight. My head, groaned the bear with an unhappy roar. Why, I never knew it was crooked before. But now that you say so, it does feel quite funny. I'll bet that it hurts you a lot, said the bunny. Your trouble, he said, may be worse than you think. Your lips are quite pale. And they also be pink. Say, ah, 
How's your throat? Does it feel a bit prickly? It does, moaned the bear. And my stomach feels tickly. Poor me, cried the bear. I feel all over sickly. Poor you, sighed the rabbit. It's just as I want. Your tumble is getting much worse every second. Your tongue, Mr. Bear, does it taste a bit fuzzy? Your brain, Mr. Bear, does it feel a bit fuzzy? Why, yes, gasped the bear. It most certainly does. Is that a bad sign, all that fuzz and that was? Very bad, cried the rabbit. Alas and alack, that means that your trouble has spread to your back. As a matter of fact, while I'm standing here speaking, I hear a crunch, crunch from your backbone. It's creaking. Oh, the lack of one eyelash can make you a wreck. The lack of one eyelash can break a bear's neck. It can smash all your ribs. It can ruin your heart. Who knows what might happen? Who might Be careful, poor bear. Don't you even dare cough. Or your feet and your tail and your nose might fall off. And when that old bear heard the rabbit say that, he shook like a leaf, and he fell right down flat. And he blubbered, Please, rabbit, what can I do? Must I die just because of one eyelash too few? Maybe not, said the rabbit. You're lucky, you see. This very moment, we have to be right under a zinnigazaniga tree. said the rabbit. It's free. Just climb up this zinnigazaniga tree and pick yourself one of these wonderful flowers. Then hold it tight over your eye for two hours. If you do, I can promise with scarcely a doubt that the eyelash you're lacking will suddenly sprout. Oh, thanks! cried the bear. You are kind and so good. And he climbed up the tree just as fast as he could. And while the big bear held the flower on his face, the rabbit like lightning got out of that place. And thus he escaped from the very big jaws of the very big bear with the very big claws. And he laughed as he ran on his very small paws. The big ones are never much trouble to me when they're up in a zinnigazaniga tree. 
those are my shoulder blades. <laughs> he said, I thought your bangs were a little bit long. is so bad I was glad it was coming out the back. <laughs> and then I made a dreadful mistake about four years ago. I went to Hollywood to become a big star overnight because I happen to know that's the way it's done. Well, those little starlets, come on. They get ahead so fast, you don't think it's talent, do you? Well, let me give you an example. I think I can prove it. I went to a starlet's wedding, and here's this dumb little broad. She has exactly two words to remember, and she's been rehearsing for weeks. <laughs> and she muffed her lines. She said, I did. I wish I had never had the screen test, which I wangled. It was a mess. It was a good picture, though. A Western called uh, Separate Stables. And I had a great line. Everything is happening, and I'm supposed to say they went that way. <laughs> they went nowhere. <laughs> And after my test, that director walked right over to me and he said, Miss Diller, I have seen bigger lumps in oatmeal. <laughs> I get so bitter, I feel like putting them both together and making one good one. You know, it wouldn't work. Everybody call me Miss Unicorn. <laughs> but you know, I couldn't begin to tell you how uh, grateful I am to the Goodyear people. <laughs> They're doing some marvelous work now. They have brought out these fabulous new tubeless ones. <laughs> Oh, they're remarkable. You can spring a leak and make it clear home before you're flat. <laughs> I'm sick of running on the rims. <laughs> and you have never known I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty Children and justice for all. I'm not sure what there is to be said about it. After all, she was only 10 years old. Still, I know no one of us in this town will forget her. For one thing, nothing she ever did was ordinary, not from the first time that we saw her, and that was a year ago. Miss Bobbitt and her mother, they arrived on that same six o'clock bus, the one that comes through from Mobile. 
It happened to be my cousin Billy Bob's birthday, and so most of the children in town were here at our house. We were sprawled on the front porch having tootie fruity and devil cake when the bus stormed around dead man's curve. It was the summer that never rained. Rusted dryness coated everything. Sometimes when a car passed on the road, raised dust would hang in the still air an hour or more. Ann L. said if they didn't pave the highway soon, she was going to move down to the seacoast. But she said that for such a long time. Anyway, we were sitting on the porch, tutti-frutti melting on our plates, when suddenly, just as we were wishing that something would happen, something did. For out of the red road dust appeared Miss Bobbitt. A wiry little girl in a starched lemon-colored party dress, she sassed along with a grown-up mince, one hand on her hip, the other supporting a spinsterish umbrella. A mother lugging two cardboard valises and a wind-up Victrola trailed in the background. She was a gaunt, shaggy woman with silent eyes and a hungry smile. All the children on the porch had grown so still that when a cone of wasps started humming, the girls did not set up their usual holler. Their attention was too fixed upon the approach of Miss Bobbitt and her mother, who had by now reached the gate. Begging your pardon, called Miss Bobbitt in a voice that was at once silky and childlike, like a pretty piece of ribbon, and immaculately exact, like a movie star or a school mom. But might we speak with the grown-up persons of the house? This, of course, meant Aunt Elle, and at least to some degree myself. But Billy Bob and all the other boys, no one of whom was over 13, followed down to the gate after us. From their faces, you would have thought they had never seen a girl before, certainly not like Miss Bobbitt. As Aunt Elle said, who ever heard tell of a child wearing makeup? Tangie gave her lips an orange glow. Her hair, rather like a costume wig, was a mass of rosy curls, and her eyes had a knowing pencil tilt. Even so, she had a skinny dignity. She was a lady, and what is more, she looked you in the eye with man-like directness. I'm Miss Lily Jane Bobbitt, Miss Bobbitt from Memphis, Tennessee, she said solemnly. The boys looked down at their toes, and on the porch, Cora McCall, who Billy Bob was courting at the time, led the girls into a fanfare of giggles. Country children, said Miss Bobbitt with an understanding smile, and gave her parasol a saucy whirl. My mother, and this homely woman allowed an abrupt nod to acknowledge herself. My mother and I have taken rooms here. Would you be so kind as to point out the house? It belongs to a Mrs. Sawyer. Why, sure, said Ann L. That's Mrs. Sawyer's right there across the street. The only boarding house around here, it is an old, tall, dark place with about two dozen lightning rods scattered on the roof. Mrs. Sawyer is scared to death in a thunderstorm. Coloring like an apple, Billy Bob said, Please, ma'am, it being such a hot day and all, wouldn't they rest a spell and have some tutti-frutti? And Aunt Elle said, Yes, by all means. But Miss Bobbitt shook her head. A very fattening tutti-frutti, but mercy you kindly. And they started across the road, the mother half-dragging her parcels in the dust. Then, and with an earnest expression, Miss Bobbitt turned back. The sunflower yellow of her eyes darkened, and she rolled them slightly sideways, as if trying to remember a poem. My mother has a disorder of the tongue, so it is necessary that I speak for her, she announced rapidly and heaved a sigh. 
My mother is a very fine seamstress. She has made dresses for the society of many cities and towns, including Memphis and Tallahassee. No doubt you have noticed and admired the dress I am wearing. Every stitch of it was hand-sewn by my mother. My mother can copy any pattern, and just recently she won a $75 prize from the Ladies' Home Journal. My mother can also crochet knit
Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this um, colour is not my usual colour, which is uh, a cholesterol red. Uh, I've never, I've never seen a, a really white person, only a dead one. Uh, but um, I had my normal Caucasian and ruddy hue. I understand I'm a, a Caucasian according to American statistics. I'm, I'm a European by promotion, and I'm here tonight to talk to you about James Joyce. Well, now, there are, uh, uh, I suppose there are in this room half a dozen people who could uh, tell you more, tell it to you technically better about James Joyce than I could. Uh, uh, my attitude to Joyce as a writer is, as, uh, is similar to my attitude to Shauna Casey. And my wife said when she was asked here, what did she think of Shauna Casey? She said, what do you think of the Niagara Falls? What do you think of Jice? You think of Jice? The only thing you can say is, how's the what? How's the only thing you can say is, how's the world you yourself? Chill it up in my pocket with an out of dollar bill. Seven months ale out the window still. When I get my fill, I'm chilly chill. I know I just got home, but close on that on bill. Who wants the time? It's time to buy ale. Peter, eat a pocket meter all the time. If I run out of ale, it's time to buy wine. Miller drinking chicken, eating dress so sly. I got friends in high places. That'll keep me high. Dip down, down Mike D, and it ain't no hassle. I got the ladies of the 80s from, from here to White Castle. Castle, Castle, Castle. Hold it now. It's my junk, it's my holding now, it's my rhyme. MC Adam, y'all getting the place to be. Uh, the girls are on me, cause I'm down with Mike D. I'm down with Mike D, and it ain't no baloney. For real, not phony, I'm eating rice roni. I come out at night, cause I sleep all day. But I'm the king at rock, and he's MC I'm in my car, going fast. And just as what I'm using. Around the way is where I'm from. And I'm from Manhattan, and I'm not a bum. Because you put slapping ball, flapping, got that too. She's a one of hey, hot body brought to you when it do. Drinking breath, stinking, sniffing glue. Barely feeling always ill of busting cash. <laughs> my name's Mike D and I write my own snaps. I'm a peep show seeking on the 42. I'm a killer in law and I'm on the loose. 
Pistol black and monkey drinking no money. Oh, we come from Brooklyn, cause that's where I'm from. She say they gon' take my money. Every day I drink a wee and I don't go to work. Your drippy nose, knuckle heads, you're wet behind the ears. Do you like me? And we like beers. Hold it now. And I said, no, don't give me King of the Ab with the deaf female. Get ramen and stealing with the professor Sam. Get cooling in the crib watching my TV. Ed Norton. Tonight. And Mr. E.D. Pump it up, homeboy. Just don't stop. Chef Boy R.D. I'm cooling on the pot. I'll take no slack because I got the knack. I'm never dusting out because I tossed that crack. The King at Rock, that is my name. I call the job and go and shop and buy in wigs. Sir, the general cup of pesto. Oh, <laughs> 
sisters out there with sisters. Keep it. Years and years you try to keep her a secret. Said she's your cousin that came for a visit. You put me on. Is it true? Now who is it? Called your crib. You got a clicking down tone. You said it was the maid that hung up the phone. Caught her on the street. So we took the risk. Yes, but we found out she was the sis. Now we're not Tom, Dick, Harry, or Roy. Let us back the free. Because we're your boys. Tonight we're dropping by. Cause your parents left. The beefy boys gonna let you. No, your sister's death. Your sister's death. She's so hooked. Is she? How can it be? Don't lie. She's not in your family. Cause if you didn't know, people spread the word. You're a square sucker with. Yes, you're a nerd. To be down, there's one thing you'll discover. Your sister must be a pet beastie lover. So don't get sick. She was our pick. Open tongue is wrong, we like to be licked You see it's not hard, it's naughty nice You gotta pay the dues, and she's the price Don't start to think about the worst disgust Your sister's gotta hang, and that's a must It's plain and simple, it ain't no thing She's real deaf, let us give her a ring So we conclude, this is your best move Welcome to Beastie Boys Approve Your sister's deaf, this week we all will meet Right now the party season will reach its peak Juice all around town, we're on the guest list We'll bring three tricks, you bring your sis Pay attention real close, we just begun Trick number one is to grab her buns We'll lose control, but we'll keep it clean She better not wear a dress, wear the blue jeans New or faded, we want them tight Take the pockets off so we can grip it right Stand in front, we wanna see what we like If the room's too dark, you bring a flashlight Two is do the do for the whole crew A dead giveaway cause we're giving her clues She better be ready to play the wall Cause it's all for one and one for all No matter who's first, let's start the show There are no rules, go for what you know We won't slack up, won't let her rest Our pride is on the line to see who's best Now that you heard, thoughts quite absurd Convince your sis, put in a good word Your sister's death at last, an erotic feast We're slaying your sister like a horny beast So don't get mad, don't be upset It's now who? Forever Classic, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, MutinyRadio.fm, MutinyRadio.fm. Want to be a PC pet? As you can see, most definitely, it's trick number three, pure fantasy. Now we're your friend and your her brother, but your sister's so deaf we might scream on your mother. We can't ignore now that we saw she's deaf, so we wanna be your in-law. We're having fun, yo, we ain't done. The Beastie Boys has just begun because your sister's deaf. This is Seth, you can walk around the crack of the floor. I 
though the dumb bedroom light was on Her shadow moved over as the lights went lower I crept to the window to see a little closer Said to myself, I got it made The window was open, so was the shade Came in real neat, she was in heat Your sister gave a class A peach or treat Her clothes got thinner, I showed her my winner Beastie beef is now served for dinner Your sister's death later on I came around the way But since MCA said he got some play There had to be a reason for the news I learned Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th, 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolo 